Hello again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring May 19th, 1992 from the Cal Expo Amphitheater in Sacramento, California. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Knob and Fig. Uh, let's go ahead and just give them a nice welcome to the show, everybody, boys. Welcome to the show. What shall we say? Show, Should we call it by a name? Nice. Killer. Dolan. Yoink. Show banter. <laughs> I'll never forgive you for this. That was my awesome joke that was going to make the audience laugh and cry and pee their pants a little bit. Just a little bit. And I just yoinked um, it and ruined gone. it. Crushed it. Oh, ouch. Well, I'll just explain that that's from this little known Grateful Dead song called Let It Grow. Mm. Do you think they're going to play that in the show that we talk about later? Uh, I think they've played it in the last like three shows that we've featured on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking of this podcast that is a nice segue into yeah. our channel six news segment where we only actually have one bullet point on the channel six news segment list for this week and that news really kind of even isn't news uh however it's more of a celebration of us uh Woo! 52 weeks ago on the day we are recording this episode uh podcast episode number one of our help on the way podcast release so let me be the first to say happy anniversary friends happy anniversary happy anniversary to you what a wonderful well. anniversary it is and we're, we're part of podcasting history now and i'd like to think that we're part of the grateful dead's history now yeah i'm ready and to take a... over um What's his name? Dave Dave Lemieux job here any any day now. I would I would listen to to games picks because it would be really <laughs> good. It would be really good dead shows, but all the drums and spaces would be cut out. <laughs> there would be every every show would be like one hour fifty eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would all be Brent shows. Oh, oh yeah, that that as well. <laughs> that as well. I like games picks. I like that a lot. Maybe, maybe we should, that's, I keep thinking of, like, other, like, projects for us to do. Figs picks, nops pick, games picks, um, sound well, pretty good. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we do with our, um, what, our Book of the Dead, right? We can put oh, together, yeah. actually, I like Figs picks a lot. <laughs> that, Figs picks. Figs it, picks. It just sounds fast. so much like kids picks to me. That's right. That's, that's like, like an old computer that's like, program, right? Yeah, that's yeah. software, right? Yes. Was that... Uh, is this something that is too old for you guys or too young for you guys? So I think kind of that is in, in a way. I never <laughs> can tell. That's going to be in the too, too young. Okay. Um, I don't remember ever messing around. I think around. it was too young. Yeah, I don't remember ever messing yeah. around with that. I remember Print Shop. Remember Print Shop? I messed no. around with Print Shop and uh, played a lot of number munchers. And a lot of Oregon Trail. <laughs> that was Oregon my, Trail, yeah, man. A lot of my early you know, computing. Oregon Trail. Oh, look up number munchers. That's how I learned my prom numbers right there playing playing the number <laughs> munchers game. Um, but anyway, enough about anniversaries, enough about Oregon Trails, and enough about number munchers. Let's go on to our main hey, event. Guys, I have really bad news. Oh no. Knob has died of dysentery. I wonder if he gets that joke. 
I do. I do. I know that one. <laughs> I'm, I have been alienated by my peers for knowing too much about past media. I'm watching Seinfeld right now. Not oh, like right wow. now, but, but in general. I've, I'd seen episodes, but never did the whole like, thing all the way through. It's like, it's like the classic rock of uh, American sitcoms. Yeah, exactly. That's actually one show I've never really gotten into. Really? Wow. And I have, like, all my friends love it. And We're that's just. talk about The Grateful Dead tonight. No, I don't I think mean, so. It was it was much easier to get into Seinfeld when it was just like uh, blasted, you know, on on cable. Sim- you know, what's it called? Not simulcast. What's it called? Um, uh, in syndication. Yeah, yeah. When it was like, yeah, it was like it was on like every you know every hour you could you could catch Seinfeld on, on some stations. So nowadays, yeah, I could see how it would be harder to get into Seinfeld. One show, though, and then we will actually talk about the Grateful Dead. One <laughs> show that I have I fallen for in my thirties um, mm. is King of the Hill. Oh, I never, I, I never cared about it when it was on, like currently. And apparently now it's coming back to Hulu. I just saw a news story uh, yesterday that the new really, episodes, I think. Yes, with like the original cast and writers and stuff. So it should it should be pretty good. But I don't, I don't know if it was during the pandemic or what, but one of the stations started playing it like every day from like 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. <laughs> and it's just like the greatest show I've ever watched. Yeah. And I'm like... I think that's one that have... gets better with age. Yeah. I'm like, how that's have... Funny. Like, why did I not watch this when it was on like currently? Because like this is the greatest thing ever. Um, like Judge. Yes. What I will say to, to bring this back around to the to the point is that yes. what I've noticed with our with our podcasting is we've done this for 52 weeks. We've done this for a full year. In that full year, I feel like I've gotten to know you guys much, much better. Um, y'all were just pretty much names that on Reddit, and we kind of started talking on our you know media platforms or chit chat platforms. Billy show me nothing to you. <laughs> That's true. We did meet at the Billy String Show. That's right. Um, what a night that was. <laughs> uh but my point is that, you know, I think that now that we know each other so much better, we end up, our conversations end up sprawling away from the Grateful Dead. You know, like at first, you know, it was a lot of just like, let's talk about the Grateful Dead and what they mean to you and your history with the Grateful Dead and what the show is. And now it's just, yeah, it's about everything. Um, and we all have our kind of roles to play and it's cool. I think we have a good thing going and um, let's, let's, you know, let's keep it going for another year. It's it's a podcast with Grateful Dead overtones, right? But it's really about life and life lessons. It's, <laughs> well, it's, I would say it's mostly a podcast about growing up in Central Pennsylvania, and, and, and the there road are system. Diversions, yeah, therein. there are diversions about the Grateful Dead. I still think my favorite episode was when we talked about Central Pennsylvania radio stations for a solid thirty-five minutes. <laughs> There's two or three episodes like that. <laughs> I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> you know what, though? Speaking of radio stations, our main event would have been a heater if it was on the radio. You know, I bet it was because it was a Rex Foundation benefit, and I could see that yeah. being on the radio. I see that. That's how yeah. we. That's how we. Uh, that's what they call in the biz. Circling back to the topic, just uh, making stuff up. <laughs> our main event for this week is or was rather may 19th 1992 uh the cal expo amphitheater sacramento california it was a tuesday evening uh and as fig said that this was a rex foundation benefit show 
Um, and for the record, the David Grisman Quartet opened. So uh, it'd be pretty fun to see David Grisman open up for the Grateful Dead in 1992. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and just dive into uh, the show for that evening. Set one opened up with Cold Rain and Snow. Then we got Little Red Rooster, Althea, Queen Jane Approximately, Tennessee Jed, and then set one ended with let it grow knob what were your thoughts on set number one thank you game um i based on our pre-show chat i got a feeling i'm gonna be nicer about this show than everyone else here uh in general i wouldn't call this a a great show i wouldn't call this a, a best of 92 by any stretch but it is a consistently fun show i find the band is having fun there aren't a lot of songs that feel half-assed, and while there aren't a lot of, maybe not even any song that would go down as an all-timer, there, there's very few songs that were actively bad. And this, with 90s Dead, you do great on a slight curve, but I did generally enjoy this one more than I didn't. Uh, the first thing you hear when you start this tape is the band starting out with their MIDI sounds, and Phil lets you know early on that they've got some new toys, and boy, do they have fun playing with their new toys. Um, after nearly four minutes of noodling, I must say I was genuinely surprised by how tight the cold rain and snow opening was. I I've kind of expected them to need a couple of songs to find it, but this show was kind of on from the jump. It had some good energy to it, the instrumental was tight, the harmonies weren't pretty but they were energetic it's not a favorite of mine by any stretch but it's a strong start i really like this little red rooster this is a highlight of the the sh set i'll say for me uh vince is the highlight or a highlight a highlight one of two okay. Okay. um i think uh vince is really wowing me here especially in the beginning he gets some fun little organ hits that aren't flashy but fairly expressive but Bob and Jerry had okay solos, but Vince had some great solos on Little Red Rooster. The yeah. piano solo was killer. The organ solo was killer. And then the energetic build during that last Jerry solo. I don't, I don't think this joins the pantheon of great Little Red Roosters, <laughs> but I do think the council had a meeting about it. Um, <laughs> I forgot council, about the pantheon of, of Red Roosters. Thank you. A nice callback for our anniversary show. Um, if you're wondering, the, the council is me, uh, David Gans, B-Man, and Bob Weir's daughters. Um, they're the people who decide a great little red rooster. Anyway, uh, this Althea was... Okay. <laughs> Jerry is lost. And that's okay. The band is bringing some energy to try and make up for it. It's certainly a lively Althea, but it's not a great Althea. He was lost in his vocals or like the lyrics? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he definitely didn't know all of the words to the song or where they yeah, went. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> but he, it's, I mean, you could hear him start singing one of the verse lyrics at the bridge, and that was the most noticeable right. for me. It's not a bad Althea, but Jerry is not particularly on. Uh, Queen Jane, I really like, but I am a sucker for the Grateful Dead's Queen Jane arrangement. Like, I, I'll listen to Bob Dylan's original, 
and the song does not sound right to me without that rhythm guitar part doing the that's Queen Jane to me. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. This is probably my other highlight of the set. Uh, Bobby sounded great. The underscoring was fun, really energetic. Which I would say is true of pretty much every song in this set, but Queen Jane and Rooster, it particularly shines. Um, uh, I, long-time listeners of the pod will know I don't love Tennessee Jed. Uh, I liked this one. Uh, the band was clearly having fun with it. It's not Jerry's best vocals, but he's given it his all. And so I can get down with it. I like the, the honky-tonk keys that Vince is playing. But, uh, no, this one never quite does it for me. It never hits that peak that you want to in a Tennessee Jed that makes the whole journey worth it, especially in the chorus with the Baby, won't you carry me? Even at its best, it never reached that point of it that you really wanted. But it's not a bad one by any stretch. Um, and Let It Grow is fine. Uh... I, I missed Vince's harmonies on that first verse. Uh, it definitely added to the song when he started joining in. Uh, the keyboard contributions were great. Uh, the jam... You guys know me. I like a spacey and... Well, not spacey, but a, a dissonant sort of jam. Uh, but this one was dissonant in a way that didn't really do it for me. A little too much tension and not enough release. But... The return to the bridge is really fun, and that ending jam built around the last riff is really cool. Um, all in all, I liked set one and the show in general more than I thought I was going to. Fig, what do you think? I think I agree with a lot of what you say. Um, for once, perhaps. Um, I will preface it with two things. First of all, a few weeks ago, we we featured a Vince show, and I was all about Vince, and I gave him my MVP, and he sounded great. His contributions were awesome. There was no caterwauling whatsoever. Uh, 51992 tonight's show, I could not say the same. Uh, Vince was all over the all over the show, but not in a great way. I, I did not appreciate his uh, vocal additions. Um, keys were, were hit and miss. Like I'll agree with Little Red Rooster. His solo in that was, was phenomenal. Um, the other thing I'll say is that set one was like a baby set. I mean, we went from that 73 oh, yeah. show last week where it was like, okay, we're like into like an hour 45 for the first set and uh, we're still got songs. Here we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six songs. So, yeah, yeah they, you know, they, classic. yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's because it's a you know, Rex Foundation kind of show and, you know, a little, little different feel to it, but a very quick first set. Uh, Cold Rain Snow, it went by pretty fast. I just thought it was an okay version. Uh, Little Red Rooster, I actually thought was uh, really decent. Um, it was actually a good looseness to Little Red Rooster, um, to the, all the jams. And it was a looseness to the point where things could have broken down, but for the mm -hmm. fact of their musicianship, it, it kind of continued and everybody got their solos in and they were all really good. And I don't think there was a uh, Bobby Slide solo. I think uh, yeah, it was reserved um, for the show. And then Althea. So I am not an Althea purist uh, by any means. I am maybe a, a rebel Althea. Um, and, and this was definitely a rebel Althea. Uh, it was bouncy. It was, pretty, it was played pretty fast. I actually really liked the jam uh, after the bridge. Um, and then there was actually some really good interplay between uh, Jerry and Vince on Althea. So yeah, 
I actually uh, enjoyed the Althea uh, tonight, even though it was kind of a strange one. Queen Jane, I don't have much to say about it. It was decent. It was good. Jed is one that I'm warming up to, and this one was fun. And again, it was pretty fast. Uh, so there was a good kind of uh, pace to this first set. And it ends with Let It Grow. And this was my star of the set. Uh, it had some good jams throughout, especially the middle jam with Jerry's uh, solo. It, I just wrote down it was ripping, and, and it really was. Jerry was all over Let It Grow. Uh, and some really great dynamics in Let It Grow. And that's how we finished set one. Game, what were your thoughts, man? Uh, I have deployed a brand new rating system for when I rate the songs for the shows. As you two um, always very elegantly speak your thoughts on each of the songs we hear where I'm just like a caveman, yay or nay. So I have developed the yay or meh system of um, rating songs. And this will probably morph as this uh, this season of the Help on the Way podcast uh, yeah. goes on. Um, so my meh... Yes, we are season two of the Help on the Way podcast. So my... Um, season two. <laughs> my um, meh or yay notes for set one is a cold rain and snow. I gave a meh. Uh, Little Red Rooster, I gave a yay. Really liked Red Rooster. Uh, Althea, since I am an Althea purist, I gave a meh. Uh, Queen Jane, I gave a yay. Tennessee Jed, I gave a yay. And Let It Grow, I gave a yay. Wow. Um, so if you are taking notes, that is four yays <laughs> to two mehs for um, set number we, one. Which can, can I offer some... It? The yes. Can I offer some some tweaks? Could you go from yay to nay? Oh, you know, I right? guess that like, would make a little more sense. Maybe, maybe no, you know what? I like episode two. System is yay or meh? <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar thought earlier, but I kind of like it more this way. <laughs> See, this this is the um this is the on the on the on the fly producing you guys get to listen to as we are on the Help on Way podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll so circle yeah, back. We'll circle back. It it was a it was a quick set one. Um. You had yeah. something similar from last week where you're saying this song, the show, this the song was there for me. This was there for me, and I couldn't tell if you were saying like it's what I needed at the moment, like it helped me, or if you're just saying it just existed in the world. Yeah. And I, and I think at first I thought it was you know that it was there for you, and then later I realized that you were just saying eh, it was meh. Yeah. So, the, so maybe the, uh, there for me is definitely equal meh. Uh... <laughs> so maybe this is a bit more descript. <laughs> with less words um before we go on to the yeah meh of set number two uh let's talk about set number two first set number two kicked off with of course the very well known and loved china cat sunflower into its best friend i know you writer then we had looks like rain way to go home a terrapin station then we had drums i need a miracle black peter sugar magnolia and of course we got a amazing encore of baba o'reilly and tomorrow never knows fig what were your thoughts on set number two i didn't like it <laughs> i'm gonna try to explain <clears throat> my thoughts um and also i have a little bit of a um 
little conversation piece I, I, I was thinking about. So, you know, it did kind of stir my, you know, my thinking, which is one of the reasons I listen to The Grateful Dead, because I find I do good thinking with them. Um, and I'll kind of toss that out to you guys as a conversation piece once I get to it. Okay, um, China Rider was just noisy and, and not any good. Um, Vince's caterwauling, especially in Rider, was, was really distracting. Like, you know, man, when I'm gone, it's like, don't just. That's a really good Vince impression. Thank you. I appreciate that. Questions on the show. That was really good. <laughs> I appreciate that, but like that's like the worst compliment you can give me. <laughs> you sing awful. You sounded thing. just like that guy you hate. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You must. Well, I mean, you can tell how much in my own head I am doing an impression of him because I can't get it out of my head because it's just that bad. Um, so it looks like Rain, I started off thinking I liked this, and then I realized I don't like it at all. I, I, at first I wrote there was good dynamics, and then I wrote it was boring. And then I wrote that there were very weird vocals by Bobby. He was just, like, over-singing. Mm. Uh, at one point it sounded like he was gagging. Like, it was like he was trying to do, like, uh, not Jim, James Brown stuff. Like, it was like, what are you doing, man? And then at one point, I thought Jerry saved it with some arpeggios, like, towards the end, like, just, like, some arpeggiated playing. But even that didn't save it. This was, this was no good. Game, did you have something to say? Um, I really hated Bobby singing in Sugar Magnolia. Oh, I don't <laughs> even have anything for Sugar Magnolia. <laughs> he, he, yeah, uh, Bobby's usually... Notes, he did some weird, like, Sang, sang, sang. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are See, you doing? He, he's we're usually like Bobby's. We're in Bobby's. Ha! Years. Yeah. A lot of that. That was pretty good, actually. That was a good ha. <laughs> sounds like, uh, yeah, it sounds like when, uh, when Bilbo has to give the ring back to, um, uh, to Gandalf in the, in the movie. Anyway, I'm on Reddit too much. Um, <laughs> Way to go home. All right, here, here's my conversation piece, okay? Here's why Way to Go Home works within The Grateful Dead, okay? Because there is a theme of songs, and I've identified two others, for, or a thread of songs, I should say. And, and the thread, the theme of that thread is that there's no, set, there's no way to go home, right? Like, like, home is like a fiction in your mind, and your experiences in life change who you are from like you know what your perception of was from home and when you come back you actually can't even get there right so way to go home i think is is all about that and it's interesting that vince may have picked up on that um i'm thinking of broke down palace right like mama mama many worlds i've come since i left home um and apparently i didn't realize this but broke down was written at the time of of jerry's mom's passing so like i could kind of see him engaging with his with his mom that way uh, the last, um, the last verse in, in Truckin' uh, talks about home and kind of like, you know, I don't know a little bit. It's like about resting my bones, but it, it's 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 tongue in cheek, just like with the rest of Truckin'. I don't know what you guys think of that thought. Like, is, is that is that something that resonates with you? I was the one that comes to mind for me is the line in Ripple: uh, "If I knew the way, I would take you home," mm. uh, which is a. a all about a metaphorical path that isn't, you know, it's the path that we're all taking, but there is no physical, you know, we don't know if it's the right path or if it's taking us where we want it to go, but we just have to trust it, you know? Right. 
Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, that's that's all I have for Way to Go Home, because there's a lot of caterwauling. Um, but it does work w- w- within those kind of finer threads of the Grateful Dead. Uh, so Terrapin comes, and it, it started off pretty good, pretty decent. Uh, it actually got really silent right before the inspiration part, inspiration movie brightly part, uh, which was actually really cool. Like, just to think that like the band could get that quiet and small on the Cal Expo amphitheater stage and then, and then come in crashing in with the inspiration part. I, I thought that was a, some, you know... It was a cool imagery in my mind, at least. Uh, the real negative... <clears throat> I actually have two negative uh, marks down here for Terrapin with what Phil was doing. You could just tell he was in his earpiece. He was not playing with the rest of the band. He was all over the fretboard. Um, he wasn't listening to anybody else. He was just doing stuff. You know, like It wasn't even like bass stuff. It was just like, I can play this, so I will play this. Uh, very distracting. Added nothing. And uh, I'm going to continue before I get uh, hate mail from, from Phil fans. Um, let's see here. Drums in space, I pulled a game. We <laughs> get to Miracle, which actually I kind of liked. Uh, and then Black Peter comes, and um, yeah, it's a pretty typical Black Peter. Um, Jerry has a pretty good bluesy solo. I like Jerry's uh, vocal performance on Black Peter. And... And then Sugar Mags happens. Honestly, I don't have anything written down for that. Do you want me to get into Baba, or are we going to do that? Are we saving that? I guess I should maybe get into it. Um, dive into it. Yeah, so the the band plays uh, Baba O'Reilly into Tomorrow Never Knows. So Baba O'Reilly, one of the Who's fav- you know, most uh, famous of songs. And then Tomorrow Never Knows is the last song on Revolver. And coincidentally, or interestingly, it was the first song recorded for Revolver. Uh, but they put it last. Yeah, it's, it's actually cool. And, and the cool thing about Revolver is, yeah, let's see if I can explain this. Yeah, it's not about a gun. It's about a record, right? And it's right. about how kind of time is an illusion and, you know, the end is the beginning. And, and that's what John is saying at the end of Tomorrow Never Knows, like the end of the beginning, end of the beginning, end right. of the beginning. And then you're supposed to just flip this, the record over and play it again. Uh-huh. Um <clears throat> That didn't happen. The band just kind of pieced out after Tomorrow Never Knows faded out. Um, there's a lot of why with this. Like, so so Baba for, Baba starts and um, and it actually sounds kind of like Foolish Heart in, in the sense that like each band member has something to play to make the song a whole. Um, and then and then that's kind of where the, the interesting kind of pieces of it end. All I could think of in my mind's eye was was Jerry windmilling for some of the P Townsend <laughs> uh, power chords. I would love to have seen that. Um, I know there's probably some Baba, you know, because this is not the first time, or not the last time that they play these songs. No. Um, but you know, it was Vince. It, it it wasn't doing it for me. And then tomorrow never knows. I just have a big why. I just it it was not doing it for me whatsoever. So I'm happy to engage in more conversation about it, but I think I've talked too much. So I'm going to kick it over to my friend, Nob. Thank you. Um, I actually like this set more than I probably should. I, I feel similarly to it about it as I do set one. I wouldn't call this, you know, a, a best of by any stretch of the imagination, but most of these songs are more fun for me than not. And that's, Again, grading on a huge curve, but I, I had fun listening to it, and that's not always true of 90s Dead. Um, yeah, China Cat doesn't really do it for me. The, the MIDI sounds are actually kind of fun to me. It, it 
just starts to sound like Super Mario 64. <laughs> um, That's a good <laughs> way to put it. Thank you. Thank you. And it, you know, it was fun in that regard. I don't know. It was something different. Uh, the jam was a little aimless at first, but Jerry's solo was fun. But once we start transitioning into Ryder, it starts to win me over. It's a zippy Ryder, which I did really enjoy. Uh, I liked when it got quiet, giving them the perfect building space for Headlight on a Northbound Train. I thought it was a fun headlight on a northbound train. Uh, and Jerry's solo at the end makes this rider worth it for me. Um, yeah, this looks like Rain is the worst part of the show. Um, it the, the drummers keep the energy from dying, especially at the beginning, because it's, it's a fairly early looks like Rain for this point in the set. Right. Um, but what killed it for me is those MIDI strings. Looks Like Rain is a cheesy song. It always has been. And the cheese is part of the charm. This is too cheesy, even for Looks Like Rain. And that, to me, is saying something. Uh, Bobby's voice also wasn't helping. He was just doing too much um, too soon. He was doing end-of-the-song excitement at the beginning of the build. And, uh... Didn't quite do it for me. Uh, I... Okay, we had a way to go home on the show two weeks ago, and I said that I kept going back and forth about whether or not I liked it. This one I liked all the way through. Uh, it was working for me. The, the funk is reading a bit better. I do really enjoy the crunchy, crunchy chord that the band sings in the chorus. They didn't get it right every time, but it's a fun chord when they did get it right. Uh, Vince's you mean the, voice was the vocal chord. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vince's voice, you know, it's not my favorite dead voice, uh, but I do appreciate the energy with which he belts this bad boy out. It's one of the better songs in this set for me. I'll say it. Um, I... But that's not saying much. I mean, well, yeah. I think you keep going back to grading on a curve, and I think yeah, you, yeah, you said yeah. something I mean, in the not... first set that was like so backhanded. So I just want to point yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know this this whole this whole review should feel like a neg. Um, yeah, um, I think it was one of the first set you you were like 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 this was not the worst thing I've ever heard. I think it was like yeah, certainly yeah, below yeah, mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard worse shows. Um... Yeah, Terrapin was alright. <laughs> um, the sung bits were okay. The solo really shined. Jerry had some great stuff in him with some really fun underscoring. Um, I really liked uh, the, the some rise, some fall, some climb to get to Terrapin part. That had a really nice energy to it that you could feel the rise, the fall, and the climb. I don't know. Um, that choral tone that Vint starts doing towards the end is a little bit cheesy. Honestly, I think it helps more than it hurts, but it does hurt. Um, it's not an all-timer or anything, but outside of those three minutes that the jam sounds bad, I have no beef with this Terrapin. Um, the, the jam just starts out rough because, like you say, Phil is not listening and he's doing his own thing. And then everyone starts going along with this new thing that Phil is doing, except Jerry, who for three minutes keeps playing the end of Terrapin, even though no one else is playing anything that sounds like Terrapin. And as soon as he stops, you're like, oh, this is a really cool jam, and I'm excited to hear the rest of this. And I've got no qualms with the rest of Terrapin, 
but for three minutes, it sounds bad. Um, I was going to skip drums right from the start, but I enjoyed the beginning, so I was going to see how it went. And then it got quiet really quickly, and it, and it lost me. So I need a miracle. Um, <laughs> it was fun. I really liked the groove. Phil's bass was working for me here. Vinny's organ, of course. The band was bringing the energy for it. The, uh, the jam was a little bit busy at first, in my opinion. Jerry, Bobby, and Vince were all playing very active parts. But uh, it settles down, and they do a better job of supporting Jerry. Black Peter is probably my big highlight of this set. Uh, it's nice and active. The tempo is really good, but Jerry still brings the emotion. There's some really good solos, a passionate vocal delivery. Uh, Jerry's voice is a little rough, especially towards the end of this song, but he is bringing it the whole time. The ending jam is awesome. I really like the Black Peter. Um, I, I liked... Uh, well, there was a Sugar Magnolia. I, it was a fine energy. The, the Sunshine Daydream was really fun. I'm a sucker for Sunshine Daydream with clean... Boom! Sunshine daydream, boom, walk you in the tall trees. You know when the hits are good, I'm I'm yeah. all for it. And this has some clean hits. Um, similar to some other songs tonight, Bob comes in a little too hot with his vocal delivery, not really giving his voice the same room to grow that the band is giving the underscoring. And it does. I mean, the vocals are also mixed a little too high, and it starts to sound a little bit like karaoke. Um, but. The show isn't an all-timer by any stretch, but if I was there in 1992, I'd probably go, that was fun. And then we get to the encore, and I've heard this before. You all heard me rag about this for the last, like, three episodes of the show. I know how rough these Babbo O'Reilly's Tomorrow Never Knows are. But man, <laughs> when the <laughs> stint started, I was not prepared for how that was going to sound. Uh, my, okay, my theory for why they did this, if you'll recall, Chekhov's Phil at the beginning of the show mentioned that they were playing with some new toys. And I have a feeling oh. that one of those new toys is the synthesizer with an arpeggiator that allowed Vince to do that. Like in the original. Right. I have no evidence of this. It's something I thought about this afternoon. But that's kind of my theory, that maybe Vince had wanted to do this for a little bit, and only when he got his new toy could he uh, finally do it with the band. But man, his voice still sounds awful on this. I feel bad because I liked Way to Go Home so much, but this does not do it for me. And I... I think they did Tomorrow Never Knows because they didn't want to learn the ending of Bob O'Reilly. I think they didn't want to learn that fast part, so rather than doing that, they just mashed another song in there. I appreciate the attempt at the drone sound in Tomorrow Never Knows, but no, I really... The encore is probably the only part of this show that I passionately, passionately dislike. Um, I'm tired of hearing my voice. What do you think, game? <laughs> um, well, let's go back to the yay or meh ratings for set number two um china cat sunflower i know you rider received a yay oh. looks like rain received a yay uh -huh. uh, 
Way to go home. Way to go home. Way to go home. Received a meh. Hairpin. Meh. Drums. Skipped. (laughs) (laughs) You? I I need a miracle. Meh. Black Peter. Yay. Sugar Magnolia. Yay. Dot, dot, dot. Didn't like when Bobby started stuttering. Um, as I said, he started, it, I enjoyed it. And then he started like once or twice. I don't remember what it was or what lyric it was, but I want to say he said the word song like five or six times in a row, trying to give himself like fake echo. And it was like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> well, why are you doing this? Um, never. I think that's the first time I've actually ever heard him do that um in any song that's the thing about bobby like he's he's like very dependable and predictable and like you know he's always like there with like good taste so like when he does something that's like out there it's even more um jarring because you just don't expect it yeah it just was very very out of the blue um and then uh for baba o'reilly and tomorrow never knows i actually broke um from my newfound tradition of yay or meh and have noted here trash <laughs> um, um it was it was the worst thing i think i've heard over 52 weeks of doing this podcast it was terrible um as soon as it started before the vocals kicked in the crowd popped huge yeah. like they were like oh my god they're gonna like, do it we, for whatever reason, are getting Bob O'Reilly. Bob Busto. Yeah, to be fair, if you were there and you just suddenly heard the Grateful Dead start doing Bob O'Reilly for the first time, like I'd lose my mind, and no. then it would turn out to be really bad. But I'd lose my mind right <laughs> at the beginning. But like, you're 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 right. You're absolutely right. But like, it's kind of like just desserts. It's like, what did we all think was going to happen? Like, like yeah, yeah, like like. Again, it goes back to my question: Why? Like, why? Why is this a thing? I love the Who. I love that the Grateful Dead decided to do a Who song. I really do. It's just when you stop and think about it, it's just like, well, why? <laughs> it was like, I, I, I made it through the first like two minutes, and then I figured, all right, I'm going to skip through, and I seeked. To like, I don't know, like the six or seven minute mark. And it was still going on. Like still Bob O'Reilly. And it's still awful. And then and then Tomorrow Never Knows kicked in. And that was awful. And it was just like, well, just why? Yeah. Like, like they had to know this was awful. They, like, like, they just like, like they heard it on the, the radio. One. Yeah, they, you're right. They kept doing it. This was their first one. Yeah, the first. This was it. Yeah. First and of... like, Stole I don't. I'm looking it up. I don't understand how. I mean, I don't. Well, times. I don't wow. personally listen back to our podcasts. Right. Really? So maybe they don't listen back to their shows. Wait, you don't listen to the podcasts? The, it just lives in the ether, and then I'll listen back when I'm editing it. But I normally don't listen like a third time. Um, you got to give us a, a stream at least, <laughs> Tom, bro. Um, 
bump up the numbers. Yeah, how can you in good conscience tell the audience to, to follow <laughs> yeah. our podcast? Did you even if smash you the subscribe stuff. button? Oh, I've, I've smashed Have the subscribe button. you ever emailed us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com? I'm going to start. I, I think he's only into it for his www.twitch.tv slash the GD channel plug. (laughs) I don't understand how, if anybody in the band actually listened to what they were performing, could have decided, (laughs) we got to do this again. Or, Or it's worth trying to do this better. Because so bad, so bad, like... Yeah. I don't know. Put anything else in the encore slot. I don't care. That is just like Yeah. Awful. The worst part about it was that they ended off with Sugar Mags, which was a, a really nice send-off. And then I agree. Yeah, like and then they went in and did, you know, the classic rock hits from uh, you know from the sixties and it was just well, Papa Papa's in the seventies, like early seventies. Classic 70s, rock like, that really rocks, you know? Yeah, yeah, they exactly they became a classic rock cover band for the Encore. It was just it wasn't necessary. And actually what I did right before the show was I listened to the Encore again just to solidify my take. And then I went back and listened to Sugar Mag and and you know, it was kind of a breath of fresh air to hear the Grateful Dead be the Grateful Dead rather than classic rock that really rocks, you know, like it just doesn't ugh, it does not sit right with me. And then twelve times, come on. Yeah, um, and before Baba started, I would have maybe not put this show on my Book of the Dead, but it was still trending good. Like, yes, you know, it, there was there was more yays than miss, right? <laughs> but my God, like that encore, just like I wish they wouldn't have taped it. Like, I wish the tapers would have been like, you know what, we're gonna save the audience. For 20 years from now, I just cut the recording of this. People walk out of the Grateful Dead show and they're like, hey, do you have any tapes of that show we just caught? And they're like, what show? Exactly. Don't worry yeah. about it. No, 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 no. Just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to keep harping on how yeah, bad it was. But I, it's, we we um, can talk about that. Maybe we should get into our Book of the Dead. Yes. Uh, Book of the Dead. Um, Nob, does this make your Book of the Dead? Uh, I still think I'm the one who liked this show the most, and no, no, of course this doesn't make my book of the dead. Um, that's the same for me. Uh, no for me. How about you, Fig? That's a big no. Three no's. This one I did not enjoy. Um, now we're gonna go into our set discussions. Uh, I will kick that off. Um, I'm gonna go set two, no encore. Mm, just no, I think you got to give them the encore. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can put that out there in in the world. You know, I don't. I don't think there's, there's enough stuff going on out there. I don't know if we need to blast out Baba Riley into tomorrow never knows. But Fig, we don't know which set it's going to be in the world. Fig set one or set number two? I'm going to be a set one, homie. Ooh, there's uh, there's there's. At least some some good stuff going on in set one. Uh, set two was, in my opinion, a disaster. Even before the encore. It is up to you. Don't touch that knob. Set number uh, one or set number two. Legal name. <laughs> Your government <laughs> name. Uh, um, um, I don't know. I actually don't know. I think I'm going to go with set one because there's no bad song in set one 
I still think there are good songs in set two, but the the worst songs are in set two. Alrighty. Like the and Bob O'Reilly. Once this podcast wraps up, you will be hearing set number one of May nineteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Um Enjoy those thirty-eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I think probably our talking portion is gonna be longer than the show this week. Um your MVP. Um I'm gonna go last on this. Um Nob, who was your show MVP? Well, okay. I Okay. I know we just spent five minutes ragging on how bad Bob O'Reilly tomorrow never knows sounded. And I know, and I know that Fig did not care for Vince's contributions during this show. But I think Vince is my MVP. Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> I, I, I know this may be a controversial pick, uh, but I think more often than not, his contributions were helping more than they were hurting. They do hurt at times. I won't say that he was perfect here, but uh, compared to everyone else, he was the least hit or miss for me tonight. Uh, anchoring some of the songs uh and if it weren't for tomorrow never knows and bob o'reilly i wouldn't even feel conflicted about calling vince my mvp but here with slight hesitation i call vince my mvp of the night if this is a tough one <laughs> this is a tough one and, and i think yeah. this this these kind of questions are, are why some people don't engage with you know early 90s mid 90s dead um because it, it's tough i mean no one really stands out um and this show I, I have a lot of faults with with a lot of uh people's playing i can't in good conscience say vince <sighs> i'm just gonna go with the goat jerry <laughs> um well, I can't say Jerry because he bumbled Althea. <laughs> I can't say I Vince. I can't say Vince because he broke my glasses when he started singing Bob O'Reilly. Uh, dog made my dog cry. I can't say Bobby because he was going sang 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 during Sugar Magnolia. Um, Phil didn't annoy me. Um, I got to go with Phil. Uh, Phil is 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 my show MVP. Um, for this show. Three different MVPs. I think we had three different ones last week as well. Uh, the last week I, I bitched out and picked Don Jean. <laughs> uh, who was not, on, on, who, who was who not was, featured that night. Was not there. She was on uh, maternity. Well, yes, she was being a mother. So, um, always, mothers are always MVPs in my book. Um, Reddit comments. Um, there were none. Apparently, Reddit's not interested in 51992 or maybe they knew how oh, awful Bob O'Reilly was. Uh, however, it did get five upvotes. Well, it only got five. So I'm I'm looking at that as a positive. <laughs> yeah, that's four more upvotes than we would have gotten if no one upvoted it. No okay, one gave us any down dudes. Fair. Well, we okay. So dudes. I've tracked this for a long, long time, and. Well, we don't know if there's any. It, it, we don't know if it was controversial, right? So it's stickied up on the top of the Grateful Dead subreddit, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Grateful Dead. Um, and typically, I will see between 
you know, like the low teens, like on on a show, and people don't have to upvote it because it's always there, right? So the idea of upvoting it on on Reddit is for uh, visibility, right? But it's always visible because, um, you know, I, I have sticky power and I use it and abuse it. Um, but this one only got five upvotes. That's rare. That's rare, everybody. Um, and it was only like until yesterday. It was at like two. <laughs> so usually people will toss an upvote, you know, for like thanks for the content. Here's an upvote. Uh, this one only got five upvotes, so to me, that actually says a lot. Even the fans on the Grateful Dead subreddit didn't yeah. want to uh, show any support for their show. Uh, next week, we are back into our um, our warm, little, humble, um, comforting, beautiful cocoon of the 80s Grateful Dead. Uh, next era. week, we are featuring August 28th. Uh, 1981 from Long Beach Arena at Long Beach, California. Um, and truthfully, it looks like a very stereotypical 1980 show. Um, yeah. Show opens with Jack Straw. We get a They Love Each Other, um, which I think is great. Uh, we get another Big River next week, which is awesome. Yeah. Another uh, Althea. Another Althea. Althea Rooster. Ooh. That's interesting. What is man, E.E. China woman? Rider. Women. Brown Eyed Women. Oh, okay. We get another Let It Thank Grow. You. <laughs> these these books were in print, so you gotta save. You make a lot of abbreviations. Um, and yeah, we, abbreviate the whole thing. Don't like B E W. Yeah, it's like yeah. I I do B W on my notes, but like yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I thought it was like set, Johnny B Good kind of thing. Like it was like a continue. Set, set two looks good. Um, Shakedown mm-hmm. in the Sailor Saint Wheel. Um, the first ever yeah. good times by the boys. Uh, drums into Spanish Jam. Uh, I'll skip drums, but I will just jump in for Spanish Jam. Yeah. Um, Truck and Wharf Rat, Sugar Mags. Um, yeah. That's what it's for. Really? That's how you look, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Lord, just looking at that set list has me has me motivated for next week compared to what we listened to this week. Um, so yeah, we're back to the '80s next week uh for the show uh and let's go ahead and do our bookkeeping as we always do as always please smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your grateful dead friends and family you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded however uh we are not found on a service that rhymes with popify if you use a service that has a green logo and rhymes with the word Popify, they hate us. We will not be found on there. We will be found on pretty much every other podcast platform. If you are old school and like to either manually download your podcast or listen to them directly on a website, you may find us at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash grateful dead. And of course, uh, this will eventually come back, I swear, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Uh, that is it for me for the evening. Any parting words from Knob or Fig? The cheese um, is part of the charm. That's a, that's a Knob quote from tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I have an important correction that's been weighing on my soul for the last two weeks. Uh, in the previous episode, we referred to Big River as a traditional song, and I just needed to be known that it was written by Johnny Cash in 1958. I'm sorry. I've been losing sleep over this. <laughs>
That's hey man, that that counts as traditional for me. That's absolutely <laughs> traditional. And then nothing more what? traditional than Johnny Cash. Seventy-five <laughs> year old song. It's, it's part of the lexicon. That's I almost as traditional right. as the American tradition. Tucker. To me, to me, That's... traditional means like of the folk tradition. A hundred like, year old, like of uh, you know, Scotch Irish tradition, and your or Jack something. of Rose, and your yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't know that about Big River. Thank you Big for River. educating me. Big River and Old Dan Tucker for me are the are the two it's most. The name of a musical. <laughs> yeah. It's um, okay. The Big River musical. It's about Huck Finn. They should do a Grateful Dead Big River musical. There should be a Grateful Dead musical. Why isn't there? There is. Well, there, there were three. Oh. <laughs> there is a, <laughs> one guy has written three different drafts. Um. Red Roses Green Gold was the most recent one in uh, 2017. It was my freshman year at college. It ran off Broadway. It It's an adaptation of primarily brown-eyed women, but it's all of the, the 70s Hunter Garcia songs living together. You know, Jack Straw is part of it, Cumberland Blues, all those. I know I we're getting ready to more. end. We're, we're getting ready to end. Um, but real quick, and this can be just be, just 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 pick a song yeah. which what grateful dead song would make the best musical slash rock opera like bob o'reilly no not bob o'reilly stop it <laughs> <laughs> well terrapin seems like the obvious answer to me in that it's That's already right. a little mini rock opera i got, I got one okay and i think it's kind of already happened i think I think that Cassidy is actually the underpinnings oh. of the entire Song of Ice and Fire by George Martin. Mm. That, I mean, that in is my, in my head intentionally. Canon. George R. R. Martin is a huge deadhead. Huge deadhead. And there are lyrics in there on purpose. The Weir Woods are called that because of Bob Weir. That's right. Um, I think Weather Report Suite, the whole thing, would Ooh. make... The Weather Report Suite, I think, is actually just the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You know? That no. that's that's not a crazy thought. Yeah, it would definitely um, be an interesting like abstract dance piece. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, mm. um, yeah, just like grass growing and stuff, and people just <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, you know. I would love to go to your dance recital game. <laughs> oh, it, uh, I I need to make a rock opera. It would be ridiculous. And I just broke yeah. a nail clipper apparently as this podcast is ending. So. Uh, let's just go ahead and wrap up. Uh, thank you once again, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was um, another fantastic episode of the Help on the Way podcast. We have some new toys up here. So
Listen away. 
Well, I married a wife. She's been troubled all my life. Run me out in the cold rain and snow. Rain and snow. Oh, 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 oh. Run me out in the cold rain and snow. Run me out in the cold rain and snow. Run me. In the cold rain, run me out in the cold rain and snow. Run me out in the cold rain and snow. Run me out in the cold rain and snow. Run me out in the cold.
We keep everything in the barnyard, people.
Keep everything in the barnyard, people. Upset in every way. Chains. 
To the point of recklessness, self-centered, the extreme.
Hey! 
turned your other cheek to I'll throw down their bandanas and complain What's one you don't have to speak to? Get back, you better butter my face. 
Let the work of his days measure small from the planting and growing.
We'll be back in a little bit.